Welcome to the North Seattle College Parent Education Podcast, and thank you for being here because this podcast is designed just for you. We know that parenting takes a village, and we're here to help. Tune in while you're working, driving, even cooking, and we'll provide you with valuable information each episode to support you as a parent. North Seattle Cooperative Preschools are held at 12 different locations for ages infant to five years, plus a kindergarten class, online classes, and other community sites. And remember, we're always enrolling. Thanks for tuning in today. And now, here's your host, Tanya Hino. Please welcome uh, Barbara Alfeo. Uh, she's a parent in the cooperative preschools at North Seattle College. Welcome to our podcast, and I'm so happy to have you. Please tell us a little bit about your experience and introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Barbara Alfeo. Um, I've been in co-op for six years, so a long time. I have three kids, uh, all boys. Felix is six. He's in kindergarten. Artie's four. And Simon is 10 months. Busy yeah. mom. Busy mom. Yes. Tell us a little bit uh, about about yourself. Before I was a mom, I was an art educator in museums. And now I work part-time, but like very part-time, at Art and Environment Center in Seattle. Wow. So I teach as an art teacher teaching kids about the environment and being good to the environment through art. Oh, wonderful. That sounds amazing. And uh, what co-ops you belong to? We go to, Simon is in infant class, so he just started, and Artie is in three to fives at Latona. Wow. Tell, tell me a little bit about your experience as a co-op parent. Sure. So I live really close to the co-op preschool, and I after I had Felix, I was so lonely because we had just moved to Seattle while I was pregnant with Felix. And so I knew no one. Oh. I had this little baby and I was just with him all day, basically by myself. And I got postpartum and I was just a mess. Ooh. So then I saw that there was this thing called co-op preschool nearby, like on one of my community pages, just because it's so close. And I thought, oh, we, I could do this. And I did a little research and I pitched it to my husband, like, this year I have to stay with him the whole time. But as it goes, I get more and more childcare, which... Then I had a bunch more kids, so that <laughs> played out. Um, it it was like, oh, this is a way we could like get some childcare, meet some people. So we started doing it, and basically, have never looked back. That it just it was so wonderful for me because I didn't know anybody, and oh, yeah. I really met um, a lot of my my best friends now in co op class. Um, especially in those early years. And it was really special to me too, because I grew up in a very small town in mm -hmm. a very big family. So I have a lot of cousins, a lot of people I know, like yeah. my best friend in elementary school, her grandpa and my grandpa served together in the war. Like, I mean, they wow. just, like, my roots have always been really deep. So being in a totally new place was tough. And it was really nice doing co-op that my kids had kind of the same friends the whole way through. So now he has these friends that have known him literally since he was an infant. Oh, and so, too, so. so good to hear your experience, Barbara, because that's exactly how was my experience as an immigrant, as a Mexican immigrant. Uh, you know, even though I've been living in this country for a while, I never felt rooted. I never felt yeah. part of the community, felt, felt uh, 
connected. And as soon as I started with the co-op, and it was just incredible, the feeling of connection in creating community. I still have friends from when I was doing co-op with my children, and it's just life friends. You really become life friends because no matter your education level, no matter what your immigration uh, status you are in or your you know, uh, or if you're a a transplant from another state, just feeling that you can connect with parents on that level of anxiety with children. Because it's, it's, I mean, we don't get educated uh, on how, I mean, we get models on how to be parents, but we really don't, they don't tell us the whole truth of how and how hard it's going to be to be a parent. I mean, it's lovely, but it's really hard. Yeah, I mean, you're transforming completely. It's like you're going through a transformation. So I feel like the friends that I made, especially with Felix, because it was my first baby and I was just transforming from who I was before to who I am now, like those are friends for life because you've gone through something huge. Yeah, exactly. It's really big. So yeah, in that way, it, it, it is so nice. And it it makes me think of, I feel like when you're a kid, it's like, oh, you're seven and I'm seven and we both like playing on the slide. We're friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you get older, you kind of keep adding these criteria to like Ex- what makes a friend, right? Like exactly oh, ideologically similar. We both have to like art, we both whatever. And then there's something about having a baby that's like it gets stripped way back again. Exactly. Like, you have a baby, I have a baby, we're both really tired, let's be friends. Exactly. And that's all it takes. Tolerance, tolerance to being able to like, oh my gosh, we are going through this. You know, you can call it nightmare at the same time, loving stuff, right? Because you see them at night, you're like, oh my God, they look like angels. And then they're waking up three, four times at night and you're like, ah, enough, (laughs) go to sleep, right? So you, you, you put yourself in the same shoes, on the same boat. And it, it, it really is true when they say it takes a village to be yeah. to parent right it really does and it feels so powerful to have other people who care about your kid especially when you aren't in your place where you Ex- feel rooted exactly and it's not just automatic that somebody is gonna love your kid other than you and that yeah and, and that one more thing is that um even if you've been living in seattle forever and you're the third fourth generation in seattle it is not the same when you're parenting children and 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 you have other parents that you they can relate to the same phases that your child's going through. It's it makes it much easier to go through these difficult times of being a parent when you can relate to somebody that's going through the same things or the same emotions, right? And you don't feel like you're a crazy person. So tell me, what's the most difficult parts of being a parent for you? Yeah, that's a tricky one. I think probably it's the all the timeness that I'm an introvert and I need breaks. Like I need refuel time and that's just not possible. So like learning how to be buoyant, even when I don't get the time that I mm-hmm. had before to like chill. Oh and yeah. There's no chill. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's been the hardest for me. Yeah, that is hard. It, even for an extrovert. Just having a constant noise in your house is just overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. It's just constant doing for kids, constant doing things for other other beings besides yeah. yourself. It's really hard, yeah. Yeah. 
exhausting. It's exhausting. What are the parts that, that you find rewarding as a parent? I love watching them learn. I, I think know. that part is so cool. Like, it's just really cool to, like, see them learning to read or learning about different things or, like, sometimes they know stuff that I'm totally shocked. Like, how do you know that? And that's really cool. So for me, like the biggest things is because I'm into art and I'm an art teacher. I love making art with them. We always have like an artist that we're learning about and try to do art inspired by them because that's just my thing anyway. But it's really fun to see them be excited about it. Yeah. And pre-pandemic when we could still go places, I love taking them places. Like oh, yes. We we're big on like, we're going to go on adventures. We're going to go see this thing. We're going to go to museums. We're just going. We're going yeah. and learning because that's what I want. I want them to be like in love with learning and to see all the possibilities of like going out and finding things and knowing things and seeing things. That's different now. That's a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What but- is that you do now? Besides being creative and artistic, now in pandemic, what is it that you uh, you find it uh, helpful or connecting with your child? I mean, we still go quite a bit. We st- but it's mostly just to outdoor spaces, yeah. right? That we spend a lot of time in green spaces. We have a small play pod of friends who are all from Artie's Co-op. So my middle one is like a hardcore extrovert. Hardcore. <laughs> And like has all the feelings and all the things to say and never ever stops. Myself and his brother are just not enough. Like we're just not. So we play potted with three of our friends from co-op. And so we do stuff with them. We meet up with them. And that's kind of nice too, because then people can pool ideas and that really helps. We're still doing co-op online, which sometimes is great and sometimes is challenging but it gives him sort of another adult exactly and more opportunities to kind of learn and think about stuff and then I do this thing we, we call it alphabet adventures but we have a letter of the month and we oh, always nice. do stuff related to that letter oh wonderful so we start it when they turn three and we like go through the alphabet so like we're on the letter n this month so it's like we make a list like we're gonna make noodles and we're gonna oh that's wonderful and like it's it's super simple but it has worked really well for us and that like it gives some sort of shape so I don't feel like my brain is atrophied yeah. like I'm not like out of ideas <laughs> yeah and they have like kind of something that is like we're learning but this is fun and different yeah that's so creative oh my gosh that's amazing that's beautiful that's beautiful oh that's so nice it's so wonderful to hear uh parents you know they always say it's wonderful to have to to have a parent educator in the co-op systems you know to refresh our minds uh that's one of the things that i found that was really helpful as a parent but we for because as a parent and you're sleep deprived, you don't have time for yourself. You forget you have all these tools already. Yeah. But you yeah. just need somebody to remind you that's not suffering like you in sleep deprivedness, right? That can remind you of all these things and these tools that you have. But that's the thing. Yeah, and sometimes just being around someone who has different strengths than you and being like, oh, oh yeah, I could do that. Like my friend Emma is just perfect at talking to their kids. 
in terms of they say things in such a great way. And I'm like, I'm just going to steal that. Yeah. I'm just going to use that line. Yeah. Right? Figuring out, I mean, I think I figured out in Felix's toddler class. So it's been like four years. Like, oh, this is a lot easier if I don't stay home all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. I don't have to clean as much. Yeah. I don't have to, like, I don't feel alone. Like, all these things I feel like I learned from being around other parents and kind of seeing what was working for them and thinking like, oh, I could try that. Or hearing advice from a parent educator or a teacher who's really good at talking about a certain thing. Like my kids still blow out the candle to calm down. Oh, that's it's just totally stolen from a co-op teacher, right? Like yeah. It's, yeah, it's all that stuff's so helpful. Yes, it's true. So tell me, Barbara, what is it that you thought you knew as a before becoming a parent? I think especially because I'm a teacher, I thought that I knew kids pretty well. Yeah. Like I thought I knew how, I thought I knew how to be fun and I thought I knew how to like get them to do what I wanted them to do, right? Like sometimes art is an easy sell for kids and sometimes art is a really hard sell and mm-hmm. I was good at getting kind of everybody at the same place. But it's so different when it's your own kids. Oh yeah. Right? Like yeah. most other kids think I'm super fun. My yeah. own is not impressed at all. <laughs> Right? Like they, (laughs) every so often I'm fun, but basically no. (laughs) So that has been really challenging. It's like figuring out what you do when you're not the fun one. Oh, yeah. How do you get people motivated? And so I feel like my hypothetical children before I actually had children were like much more cooperative. (laughs) (laughs) I, I thought. Oh, all you need is love. All you need is love. Oh my gosh. No, you don't. (laughs) You need structure. Yes. You know, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you know now as a parent of three kids? Uh, That I wish I'd known. I feel like I wish, um, I wish that from the very beginning, I had started getting things secondhand, which is such a silly thing. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, profound when you realize like oh literally everything you ever need for a child is already existing in the world barely used yep and then when they roll in the mud in it you're like oh, it's five bucks. yeah it's <laughs> right like it's freedom so I feel like when I talk to people who are pregnant or like getting ready to be a parent it's such a simple one, but that's one I always say is like get things secondhand mm-hmm. and then my other one is it really is like you got to find your people. Uh-huh. It parenting is a team sport. It oh, is yeah. not to do by yourself and it's just so much nicer to yeah. do it. even if I show up somewhere with a friend and then we have way more kids to manage like the joy of them interacting and the ability to talk to someone else and all these things it just makes the job so much better. Exactly. In every way. So yeah, yeah I feel like I cannot believe that, like, across the country, Seattle's one of the only cities that has, like, a really strong co-op system. Like, how yeah. do other people parent? I know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. this is the closest to what uh, I will say of a community that I'm used to in Mexico. That, you know, it, ta- it takes all your neighbors and got parents and these and grandparents and all these people to help you with children because who say you're supposed to be doing it alone yeah 
we're not superheroes here. Whoa, we get tired, right? Yeah. It's exhausting. And as an introvert, I'm an extrovert. And so I'm like, I always thought so this pandemic has been crazy for me. But as an introvert, does co-op help too? Yes. Oh, totally. Because no matter what, you're with your kid all the time. Yeah. And especially <laughs> when they're really little, they're not actually good company in some ways, right? Like yeah. you can't have a conversation with them. It's so nice to be with people who you can have a conversation with. Or yeah. I think when you're an introvert, you're always at in danger of being too much in your own head. Yes. Kind of worrying extra about things, letting that worry get out of control because you don't let it out. You just keep holding more and more and more in. Yep. So yep. there's something too that even if you're not a talker, like to go and sit in parent ed and listen to someone else talk about having mm-hmm. problems with sleep or problems with eating or problems whatever, you can like <sighs> take a um, deep breath. I'm not alone. Like, I'm not alone. You're not alone. <gasps> yeah. It's so huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things where it's like, oh, this is me. I'm doing this wrong. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes when you just can hear other people's experiences, you're like, oh, no, that person is doing the same thing as me and it's working. And this is going to pass too. This is a stage. This is going to pass. Oh, Uh, we think that tantrums are going to last forever. Or those amazing twos or those amazing threes are going to last forever. But that's also going to pass, right? Mm -hmm. Or the sleep. You know, lack of sleep is going to last forever. It changes. It's a, it's a forever change, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. What are some wisdoms that you can give to parents besides taking care of yourself? Because I want to make sure I know how you take care of yourself and you share that with parents. Your wisdom as a parent, what would you share with people? Yeah, I, I feel like my biggest one would be like, don't do it alone. Whatever mm-hmm. that means for you, don't do it alone. Find someone to to do this with even in a pandemic like you still don't have to do it alone and that might not mean that you get to pool like having kids in the same place or whatever but like you can find someone to talk to yeah you know what I mean some of my girlfriends I have not seen for a long time in person but we still talk on zoom or like we still have a like group text going wonderful so that somebody can just be like this is a day yeah like this is a day yeah so that you can kind of feel that you're not alone in it, even if it's small things that um, I feel like that makes a huge difference. And I think what you said is so true. Like it will pass. Mm-hmm. It will pass. There's so many things that in the beginning, it would be like Felix was like a hitter. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> am I raising a sociopath? Like this kid will just look at somebody sometimes and be like, no, nope, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> like nothing happened. Yeah. And it took me forever to sort of figure it out and whatever, but mm-hmm. it, then it just ended. Oh, yes. You know, I don't think I did anything. Yeah. I don't think I said the right words or did the right thing in some ways. I think it just was, he was done. Yeah. To articulate with his mouth, whatever it was that he was, he was yeah. his fist before. So I feel like going into it the next two times, it's like I'm a lot less quick to attribute things to like, this is who they are. And instead say, this is what they're going through. Exactly. Almost everything is, is that. Exactly. Kind of see that there's, there's some personality into there and it it plays into it. But especially in those first five years, everything's a phase. Oh yeah. Everything is. Oh yeah. It's scary though. It's scary because we as parents were like, Imagine the worst possible scenario, right? Oh, oh th- this kid definitely is going to be in jail or this kid, it, this kid is going to be biting forever 
or God, they're going to think that I'm biting him at home or I'm hitting him at home. Why is he doing this? Or, or, or if they use a bad word, oh my God, they're going to think that I'm using bad words at home. And, and it's so self-directed, that punishment of, oh my gosh, how they're going to turn out in life. Yeah, so it's a stage. Yeah, and my, my mother-in-law has really good, um, she says this all the time, if you can't tell the difference when they're in kindergarten, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Like, if you can't tell the difference between a breastfed baby and a bottle-fed baby in kindergarten, it's probably okay. Either way. <laughs> and what you need to do instead is think about, you can tell the difference between a kid who grew up in a house that felt happy and secure and, and curious. Those things you can see in a six-year-old you know, how they feel. Yeah. So then it's like, well, how do you, like you said, take care of yourself? How do you make your house happy? How do you do those things right? Yeah. It means getting these other things, quote unquote, wrong. Exactly. And I think that the longer I do this and the more parents I get to know, because the nice thing having done co-op now, I'm on my third round. I know, (laughs) oh, I met a lot of parents. Like I know a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And just watching how many different ways the job can be done. Exactly. Yeah. And still done well. Yeah. And done correctly for that kid. Which is like a huge thing too, right? Like you're well designed for the kids you have, even if it doesn't feel like it. Exactly. And there's no perfect parent. And good enough is good enough. Good enough is good enough. Amen. Good enough. Oh, yeah. And so what is it that you do to take care of yourself as a mom? Um, well, we still go on date nights. So I think like we have childcare. Good. Is important. Yeah. You know, if you can afford it, like to at least have a little bit a week so that you can go do something. So right now our date night is we get takeout food and we clean our basement. So it's not like crazy fun date night. No, but but it's it's still a date night. Exactly. That's important. Yeah. Well, it's it's whatever is important for you and your partner, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's the important thing. But that's they always say, children, we're we're here, they're loaned to us, we provide them the best possible safe environment so Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're gardeners, not carpenters. And we're here providing the best space and then they're gonna fly out. And who you get stuck with? Your partner. Yeah. Right? So it's really important. It's important to have, it's important to have, you know, uh, self-care. And day nights, that's amazing. That's a great way to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. I I feel like I've gotten really good at um, making the child care time for myself. And that like, Ah, I will do laundry with my kids. I was nice. just with my kids. Wonderful. In the pandemic, we would go grocery shopping together. Yes. Like, the work I do for my family, I do with them because yep. that's their time. The time that they're with someone else and I have to myself, I don't do that stuff. That's my oh, That's the best advice you can give. Yeah. Because a lot like, of people go like they have an, a nanny or childcare and then they're doing the house cleaning. Don't do that. Don't that's- do that. Just take a nap. Go. You know, watch a movie, a Netflix, you know, read. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I agree. And it's good, too, I think, because it's they, like, my six-year-old already can do his whole load of laundry from start to finish just because he's, like, done it with me, right? Like, it's not Yay! like him, but he can. Yeah. And, like, they fight over who gets to clean out the lint thing. Yeah. Like, it gets heated. Nice. Sometimes you really want 
to get that lint. So <laughs> it is, yeah, I feel like that's maybe my, uh, some good advice. Is like, yeah, like, of course. When you that's... have time, it's your time. Yeah. And like, kids are perfectly capable of participating in anything you have to get done in the house. Even if it means like, you clean the kitchen and now the living room's a mess, that's okay. You clean the kitchen. Yeah. That's powerful wisdom right there, Barbara. Powerful <laughs> wisdom right there. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. You are a first parent interview in this podcast and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, and hopefully we have you again and another time. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the North Seattle College Parent Education Podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Visit our website for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook to learn more about our upcoming events. See you next time.